There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Ah, welcome to My Millennial Property with John Pigeon, and I'm joined again by Emily Wallace. Hello, Emily. Hello, everybody. Going well. Hope everyone's having a great day so far. I, I feel starstruck. Um, I'm, I'm sitting here recording a podcast with Emily from Melbourne, and next minute she says, "Stop." Channel Ten are at the door. Uh, they they need me to do an interview. Um, so I just had to go and sit down in my corner for a little bit and wait until Channel 10 did their thing. And This uh, is so embarrassing. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. This is not a normal day in the office, okay? It's uh, just the big it's time. Just, it's just how it happened. Um, yeah. And sorry that you had to wait as well. How <laughs> yeah, is the big time you, as an influencer? You get stopped in the street. Oh, my God. If, if um, the listeners could see my face right now, it's just like I'm just crawling into a ball of yeah. embarrassment. It's so Sorry not about, a thing. Sorry about that. <laughs> In any case, what oh, are we doing? Yeah. Yin and yang today. Yin and yang. I just uh, coined that phrase for the episode, you know, came up with it um, like it. because we're doing two very different things is the, the real reason behind calling it yin and yang. Those two different things are two parts. The first one we're going to talk about um, building and pest reports and what they don't cover, yes, like what they don't actually uncover and what to expect from a building and pest report, which is probably very theoretical based, um, quite, you know, you're going to need to listen in for that one. Whereas the second part, which is the yang, I guess, if you building pests is the ying, um, the yang is talking about your property journey and how, you know, the decisions that you go through in that process and the different things you might need to do, such as saving for a deposit, may impact A, your lifestyle and B, the people around you and how to navigate that because it is a, a challenging time for some people. So, totally. um, that'll be easy listening on the second half. Yes, for sure. So, the building in pest. Now, in, in my world, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure it'd be similar. Every offer will accompany a, a clause that says subject to satisfactory building and pest. That is correct. Um, and satisfactory is a very uh, broad term, isn't it? Yes. To the satisfaction of the purchaser. That's um, right. Sometimes we hear, you know, major, it, only if it has major structural damage, will it be able to be voided? So it's quite a complex topic. Mm, it is. Now, I was reading through one yesterday on behalf of a client um, and, and as a buyer's agent, you, you do the same is you, you have a, a look over it and consult with the, with the client to make sure that we're happy with everything before we proceed and, and have a conversation with the, the inspector or inspectors that have uh, looked over the property. Hopefully you've got maybe some photos of any defects and, and maybe even a video or two if it's, if it's needed. But I was looking at what wasn't included in the report and I'm going to go through a list for, for our listeners 
um, and it's quite extensive. So not included in the report, electrical inspection, plumbing inspection, asbestos inspection, mechanical services drainage inspection, mould inspection, appliances inspection, air conditioning inspection, alarm slash intercom slash data system structural, geotechnical inspection durability of exposed surfaces, hydraulics inspection, swimming pool inspection, council plan inspection, hazards inspection, fire slash chimney inspection, estimating report, garage door mechanical gas fitting inspection. So, um, sorry, what do they inspect? <laughs> <laughs> so, they're inspecting the building. <laughs> and, ah, right. And uh, if any, any pests have been there or are currently living there. So, we're not saying this to, to, to scare the life out of you. Just, just to understand that uh, what you're paying for and and what you're getting inspected is is there may be some things that we need to go back and and look over to to make sure we're satisfied that um, generally speaking the the building inspection is well it's it's not going to fall over anytime soon because the foundations are solid and. There's always going to be some issues with a, a house that's 30, 40, 50 years old. It's not going to be squeaky clean in the report. Um, but yeah, there's um, it, the, the, the pest inspection is more related to your termites. So we're either active or inactive termites. Now, we, we don't like the look of active termites in a building and pest report. If we see active termites, Emily, what are we doing? Well... House of, we're trying to work out how severe it is, but probably not buying the property potentially. It depends how active they are, really. If they're eating into the property, like mm. that's what termites do, right? Eat yeah. into things. Yeah. Um, and it's too far gone to, to treat and rectify, then that actually might be a reason to rule out that property. Yeah, for sure. And, and looking at it and, and knowing that there is active or ha- there has been traces of, uh, of previous termite on the property... It just means that you you need to look further into it and that might mean engaging someone that's more specific to that issue and and same with those other things not included in the report having a good f- conversation with the building and pest inspector you can you can outline uh, the, the the issues that may be there for example the one I was reading yesterday had a hole in the the roof or the ceiling of the bathroom and it was clear to see that there was some mould there. So straight away, that tells me there's some damp somewhere uh, and that's quite common in the bathroom, but how extensive is that? So do we need to rip our panel off to see just how far that goes? Now, the building and pest inspector is not going to fix that, so we'd probably get a builder in to rectify that and just see how much damage there is. And it actually may mean renegotiating the... the uh, offer that we'd put in. Well, I think one of the biggest issues as well, though, with that is if there isn't like a clear, you know, like you mentioned, there was a hole in that bathroom, you could see the mould. If there isn't clear access, you can't damage the property to find out what's wrong with it. And that's a real tricky one. We actually had one recently, it was a peculiar one, um, where the exterior of the house, like was a weatherboard house, but they'd put um, an extra protective layer on that was like a 
a plastic version of a weatherboard around the whole house, like a weathered layer. And you couldn't, like we could not find a spot to tear it away to see what was underneath right. um, because we'd damage the property if we did that. Yeah. So there's certain things you can't really do before you buy um, until it's yours. Um, so trying to mitigate the risk by having someone who does a lot of these inspections and can, you know, uh, correctly guesstimate mm. what the situation might be would be a very valuable resource. And then, as you mentioned, getting a secondary person who's more qualified, particularly in that area you've identified, to go in further and um, and investigate as best they can for you. Yeah, totally. And and it's uh, asbestos is a hot topic at the moment, isn't it? Um, and mm. and you, in Victoria, you've actually got some some new laws that are, are being introduced this year. Um, and, and those things now need to be taken into account if we're buying in Victoria. Um, and I just wanted to cover off on a few of them. So some new standards introduced by the Victorian government include lockable windows and external doors include window coverings in bedrooms and living spaces to provide privacy, contain a shower head that has a winter saving rating of at least three stars, um, ensure there are proper switchboards with circuit breakers in rentals. So a few of those things uh, can be looked at prior to, to buying the property to, to factor in, okay, we need to upgrade the shower head or we need to get new power boards. Well, that's the thing actually, just touching on those new regulations, um, particularly ones that relate to the rental properties that need to meet a minimum standard of living, essentially what it is. Um, There's one actually also around sufficient heating um, and they're eventually wiping out panel heaters, like it must be a reverse cycle aircon or ducted heating. Prediction and I guess um, a, a tip potentially is we might start to see some investors who go, you know what, it's too hard to get this up to scratch. I'm just going to sell it. I've held it for 10 years anyway. I'm going to sell out um, and let someone else handle my problems basically. Uh, We're we're actually already saying that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I understand why. Um, So keep an eye out for that, particularly when you're engaging a building pest inspector too, to let you know what would need to be done to bring this up to these new standards. Yeah, for sure. Um, And and I'm not an expert in asbestos, but it's not – Com, uh, uncommon to see asbestos in property around Australia. Um, mm. 1970s, 1980s, the majority of the properties were built using that stuff. So it's it's not um, – don't, don't be alarmed just because the home has asbestos. It just needs to – you need to understand the condition of it and it's at its worst when it's um, flaking and flowery and – going into the air, if it's sitting there untouched and, and hasn't got a hole or a crack in it, then it's, it's perfectly fine in my experience anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it, a lot of that's around knowing yeah where the boundaries are of when it becomes dangerous um, and getting someone to assess that for you so you can make a really informed decision on it. Mm, yeah. So there you go. There's a, a, a lot of inspections that aren't being done. Does that alarm you? Well, 
No, it shouldn't. It just alerts you to to the uh, due diligence that needs to go into purchasing a property and having a building pest inspector to come in and pay you five or six hundred dollars to to get it done and to have a good conversation with that person to understand what the the makeup of the house is um, if you need to get a, a secondary expert like a builder or plumber in to check that out then again another couple of hundred dollars well spent if we're holding the property for 10 or more years indeed well, that wraps up our ying part. We've done the ying. Yes. <laughs> um, and if you stick around long enough, you'll hear the yang. We'll be back in just a moment. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so the Yang part of this episode stems from uh, an event I attended recently. And there was, it was a panel event and one of the panelists was the author of Smashed Avocado. It's a book and um, I think that the term, you know, is quite frequent in the millennial space, isn't it? People yes. eating their smashed avocados on the weekend. Um, but it, it is tells a story of a 30-year-old woman who at 30 had nothing to her name except credit card debt, assessed her life and said, I set myself a goal to buy a property uh, in the next two years. I'm going to save for a deposit. And what was really interesting outside of actually how she did that and she lived, you know, a very frugal life and uh, moved back in with her mum and dad to save money. Um, But what was very interesting was she said that in the course of that time, because she was changing her habits in order to get to this property goal, she lost quite a few friends and, and found that um, she wasn't aligning with people that she had previously associated with. And I just found that it's a very real thing and I found mm. it quite interesting um, and something that, you know, people that listen to our podcast might be finding themselves in as well. Yeah. Um, so she lost friends over it is basically what you're saying. Yeah. So um, to put it in more detail, I guess the thing was prior to this, you know, new saving mentality, she was going out Friday and Saturday nights. She was the one shouting people 
drink. She was a very caring and giving person. Yes. Um, and she would she was a yes person. So she was saying yes to everything and, and jumping on board whenever someone wanted to do something with her. Um, and one thing she said that really stuck with me, she said, if your friends need you to spend money to spend time with them, then they might not be the right friends for you. Mm. So, for example, you know, can you come over for a board game night or do you want to do a walk and talk or, you know, let's go to Domino's and get a $10 pizza for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, those people who understand, and it's not about being stingy, it's about understanding that a friendship is is valuable with the time you spend, not the money you spend together, I think was the consensus. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. And we, we don't want to go deep into psychology or anything else, but uh, I, I listened to a guy called Ben Crow. He's a extremely intelligent guy. He's, he's massive on mindset and the, the story you tell yourself. And he talks about uh, FUPO. Um, there's, there's FOMO, fear of missing out, mm-hmm. but FUPO is uh, fear of other people's opinion. And mm-hmm. that, that's an example of, of that exactly. It's like, well, if I'm living my true life and my true values and I want to go and um, buy a home or save money or rent or do whatever, then uh, if I'm comfortable with that decision and I'm living my real life, uh, other people's thoughts and, and needs are, are, are pretty irrelevant. Exactly. One thing I think um, people might get that FUPO thing on um, is around having to move back with mum and dad to save money. So um, a lot of the the clients that I deal with and just even friends that I know of at the age of you know late 20s, early 30s have moved back home with mum and dad for a year or two to really knuckle down and save. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I would say the common feeling for those people doing that is like, oh, but what will my friends think? And Correct. oh, it doesn't look good to move back home with mum and dad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a stereotypical thing. This is how I'm meant to live my life. Um, like my mum and dad were a teacher, so I'm going to do teaching because that's what they'd want me to do. Well, if you don't want to be a teacher, don't be a teacher just because someone else wants you to be a teacher or perceivably think they want you to be a teacher, but they don't really care. So <laughs> it's uh, like it's a we could go on for days about this sort of stuff of um, of living and and pathing your own journey. But uh, I think it's uh, yeah, I, I might get my hands on that book because it's. It really does give you an understanding of, of what's required to get the job done, to, to enter the property market for the first time, to, to buy some shares, to, to, to build your dream home, to anything in life um, you, you want to get done. You've, you've got to do it yourself, don't you? Definitely. And you've got to be dedicated to the goal and to the cause. It was another thing. Um, so it's Nicole who wrote the book that she pointed out. And I found it a very interesting analogy of Um, her process and something that sounds very logical but I actually don't know that many people do it was she worked out um, what what could I afford in mortgage repayments each week or each month and what does that equal in a purchase price and therefore where does it land me in the market whereas I would say an overwhelming majority of people particularly you know that, that I work with have gone we want to be in this area that's their first priority. This is how much money we have to spend. And then they think about the mortgage repayments after that. Um, so I thought that was a very practical way and very logical way to work out um, how I'm going to get into the property market by 
looking at on a very micro level, what are my mortgage repayments going to be? That's something that a lot of people I don't think really consider. No, that's right. Yeah. And I don't know where we're, we're taking this conversation, but I'm going to take it this way for a minute. Um, pe- people, again, coming back to FUPO is if I, if I grew up in, I don't know, Cronulla, for example, it's expected that I buy a house there. And mm. if I don't do that, what are people going to think of me? Um, so I, I, I bust my butt to to get the deposit together to have a million dollar mortgage and run a lifestyle that I'm not really enjoying because I'm um, I'm succumbed by this mortgage that's going to take me a billion years to pay off. Oh, exactly. But can I just say though, I think, and this is a generalisation, but I sort of see it on a on a whole level that I think millennials are really good at running their own race. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, there are people who fear judgment of others, who um, want to keep up with what the latest thing is, and um, have an Instagram lifestyle is what I like to call it. Um, <laughs> yes. But there, you know, I actually think millennials out of any generation are really good at running their own race and and trying to stick within their means um, and put their priorities and their goals first without worrying too much about what other people think or where other people are at in life, um, which is a great way to be. It is an awesome way to be. And that's why I love working with them because they're very practical, down-to-earth people, generally speaking. Shout out to all you legends. (laughs) We love your legends. (laughs) So I think that's brought us to the end of our yang part of the episode it's been a different one we haven't really done that before two very different topics in mm. um in one go but you know let us know if you like it or if you don't like it we're, we're happy to hear either way um <laughs> some feedback would be fab true and yeah there's there's all different things that go into the property journey and everyone's on different paths within that journey as well as they're listening to this so hopefully some of that has been valuable to you today Absolutely. And if you want to find Emily, you'll see her on Channel 10 um, tonight. Um, and if you don't, if you miss that, you'll uh, you just Google Emily Wallace, the bio coach. John, please. <laughs> That's enough. If you want to find John, follow his Instagram. John, you need to post no, more on your I'm Instagram. Never on you need it. to share more insights. Uh, true. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> well, it's been awesome. Thanks for being the uh, the yin to the yang on the episode, John. Pleasure. Yeah, good good to chat. <laughs> we'll speak with you guys very soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Taking your property journey to the next level starts with education. That's why we make this podcast, but we've also created online courses to equip you with the knowledge you need to take the next steps. I've created the Solvair Online Academy, open to both first home buyers and seasoned investors, where I share my tips and experience from 20 years in the property space. And I've created the Buying Coach, built from my experience as a buyer's advocate to demystify the confusion around purchasing property, particularly for first home buyers. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up and get started today.
This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.